Infinity Games Podcast. Intro us, sir. But I don't. I don't want to. But you're gonna. Am I? Yes. Welcome to episode forty-one of the Infinity Games Podcast. I'm Jukebox Hero. I'm Calrix King. Fuck you and your psychic powers. Mine? Yes. Why? That was not of my own free will. You're welcome. No, stop. Oh, you loved every second of it, don't lie. You're right. Yep. I never get tired of telling people what episode we're on. I knew it. But you know what you didn't do? What's that? Fucking correct me that it's level. Ooh, you right, you right. We on level 41. We're in the dungeon that never ends. Is that a reference? Because if it is, I don't get it. <laughs> no, but what game has 42 levels? Uh, not Galaga? <laughs> I mean, like, Mario has more, but they don't count them all the way up to 42. Oh. You know what I mean? I don't, actually. Please explain. I feel so dumb right now. 1-1-1-2-1-3-1-4-1-5-1-6-1-7-8-2-1-2-2-2-3. They wouldn't right. actually just count them chronologically all the way up to the 40s. Yeah. Screw Silly s- Mario. Screw them. We're a podcast. We're better than Mario. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> okay, maybe not. Could, could, could you do that? Is that legal? Yes. Interesting. Okay. So, it's been a long time since we've formally done our, uh, our segments. It was funny. We're kind of at like a loss of what to talk about here because we haven't been playing that many games yeah it, it life 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 is a roller coaster man that includes 70 hour work weeks yeah yeah like i said like like i don't know if i mentioned this on our last podcast no i did i did mention that i got a new job so yeah you did for anybody that's listening slash anybody that cares in the past in the last two weeks I worked a grand total of, I think, like, 153 hours or something like that, which is just absurd. (laughs) 12-hour days plus weekends is, it's, it's rough. The I do not wish that, money's nice. The money's nice. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you if the money's nice, I don't see the money until tomorrow, but... I hope the money's nice. The money will be nice. Okay. Just think of all the overtime. Well, yeah. You have as much overtime as you do regular hours. I actually have more. (laughs) Because of the way it's formulated, I I technically have more overtime than regular hours. Even better. Yeah, right? So hopefully I get a fat fucking check. Immediately blow it on games. No, it'll be, it's like, it's legit gonna be like, 
pay rent, pay off some of the credit cards, buy Anthem, and then, like, sit on the rest. <laughs> well, we can talk about Anthem next time. Yay! Well, we can talk about Anthem. We can talk. I can actually touch on Anthem in this because I did play the demo. Like, I did play the open beta. All right, hit me. And, and it was We're like, it was like straight a grand into games we've been playing. Hot fucking shit. Okay, so I'm going to save like the gloriousness and the tears for my last one. But we'll start it off. So, Anthem released on, what was it, February 22nd. And unfortunately, I can't get it until the following Monday because I'm broke as shit. <laughs> so, fuck, I just like lost everything out of my head. Anyways, what's so, a video game? Yeah, what it, what it, how, how do? So, the nice part is I can still talk about Anthem and how fucking great it is because I got super lucky. There's actually a little bit of a story here. One of the guys I follow on Twitter. I, I watch his YouTube videos and he does like lots of Destiny stuff. And he tweeted out saying, I have extra codes for the VIP beta for Anthem. And I was like, hot fucking shit. And it was like the standard, like, you know, retweet and put a comment saying why you want to play Anthem. And I was like, I mean, fuck, it's worth a shot, right? <laughs> so I retweet it and I, I send him a comment saying, like, I just, I really want to fly around like Iron Man and blow shit up. Like, that's like... <laughs> I've wanted that in a video game forever. So, like, literally five minutes later, I get a fucking DM on Twitter with a fucking code. And I'm like, oh, yay. <laughs> oh, hot fuck. Yeah, so I was like, oh, shit. And the cool thing about the VIP demo is the way to access it was you had to pre-order the game. And then if you pre-order the game, you were given a code that gave you access to the VIP demo, and it also gave you three more codes that you could give to friends, and it would also give them access to the VIP demo. Holy fuck. Yeah, so they were like, one of you pre-ordered the game, get your whole squad involved, and I thought it was a business. I thought it was, like, super awesome marketing, because, like, one person shows interest in your game and then if they give the codes to their friends and you potentially have three more customers if they enjoy the beta. Yeah. And I was like, that's fucking brilliant. <laughs> it's literally a referral system. Yeah, and it's fuck like it worked. Like it worked really well. So I messaged I messaged uh uh two buddies of mine uh one of them didn't get back to me. The other guy was like, I'm fucking in. Let's go. So me, him, and Hylexa all played the VIP demo. And the way the VIP demo worked is in Anthem, there are... What it is, is you play as someone who's a freelancer. And your job is essentially protect the city or so whatever. So by like protect freelancer, you mean Iron Man with a gun essentially yes <laughs> <laughs> so uh the freelancers have access to these armored suits called javelins and there's four different types there's the ranger which is like the super standard like it doesn't do anything special but it doesn't do anything bad it's the middle ground right okay and then you have the colossus which is like the fucking big ass tank and the Colossus, the way he works is he has a deployable shield 
that blocks, to my knowledge, pretty much everything. But he also doesn't have energy shields like the other suits. He just has a massive health pool. Okay. So he's interesting. I didn't play as him. And then there's the Storm, which uses elemental attacks. And the Interceptor, which is, like, super fucking fast. And specializes in, like, melee combos and stuff. So... The way the beta worked was everybody started out at level 10 and apparently they the, they ran the beta at like a point where you're about halfway through the campaign. So you start at level 10 and then when you got to level 12, you were allowed to unlock one other javelin of your choosing. Everybody started with the ranger. So I picked, once I hit level 12, I picked the storm because I was like, I get to shoot fucking like ice missiles and stuff. I was like, I'm sold. Nice. I was like, I love, I love elemental attacks in video games. Like they're my, it's my favorite shit in the world. So I picked the storm. Uh, buddy picked the interceptor. So he was like a fucking ninja. He was like throwing literal ninja stars and shit all the whole time. And Alexa, unfortunately wasn't feeling good that weekend. So she only played a little bit the first night and she didn't actually get far enough to unlock a second class. But she still had a lot of fun with the Ranger, and she said that when we have the actual game, she's probably just going to main the Ranger, because, you know, it can't do anything wrong. So, Anthem's tight as fuck. Like, it is stupid fun. Like, A, the flying is very, very fluid. Like, it's very easy to jump, blast off, stop in midair, hover, shoot a bunch of stuff, and then blast off again. Like, there's no latency, and there's no fumbling with your controls trying to get it to work properly. Which, to me, was huge. Because there have been plenty of games where flying is implemented, and it's semi-garbage, depending on what how the game is. Like... So we were pretty we were pretty shocked that the flying worked as well as it did. And then the other cool thing is there's a combo system. So like if I if I flew in and froze a bunch of guys with like a fucking ice grenade or something, but he could shoot a rocket and blow them all to smithereens and it would do bonus damage and stuff like that. So it's uh the game wants you to focus more heavily on teamwork which i thought was really awesome but uh yeah so i'm excited because after work tomorrow i get to go pick up the co the two copies i have pre-ordered and hopefully Hylex and i get to play all night all night tomorrow <laughs> so, so what you're be telling fun. me what, what you're I'm telling me is that this game gets your nipples rock hard yes it does all right, I got the picture. That's lovely. Is this made by the same company that does uh, Destiny? No, it's uh, done by BioWare and EA, so the same guys that did, like, Mass Effect. Oh. Yeah. I don't know why, it just kind of, like, looks like Destiny to me in a way. It very much does, and a lot of people made those comparisons when, like, the trailer first got released, everybody was like, oh, it's just fucking Destiny with, like... Flying? Being able to fly around... <laughs> It actually plays more similar to, um, it plays more similar to, like, Borderlands, I'd say. Okay, that makes sense. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, and it's, like, it's open world. Like, 
you have Fort Tarsus, which is like your home base, where you can like forge weapons and whatever. Okay. And then, aside from that, like it's literally like you either go on missions or you just jump off the side of the fucking cliff or whatever and go fly around and do whatever the hell you want. It's a it's a good old time. It's weird. So I'm, I'm, I remember the trailer. And yeah. I remember people being hype as shit, but then I never heard anything from anyone until it, like... I mean, until you started talking about it. It's like the game dropped off the map for having so much hype. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I don't know what the deal with that was, because, like, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, and you're kind of right, like... Like, that was, like, that was winning E3 for some people. Yeah, and it, like, it 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 was almost winning E3 for me, too. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, like, it was just... It was like, yeah, the trailer was hype as fuck, and then... Like, radio absolutely silence nothing. for months. <laughs> Yeah, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh yeah, there's a VIP beta demo and it comes out in three weeks. And I was like, wait, fucking what? Yeah, and then the internet was screaming again. Yeah, so. But uh, yeah, so no, I'm, re I'm, I'm really hyped to play that tomorrow. And then uh, the other game that I played a little bit of that I'm going to be playing more of that ju Jukebox was also really hyped for is I went out on a whim and I bought Wargroove on the Switch. <laughs> Throwback to our very first episode, Nindies. Yeah, because yeah, it was part of the the original Nindies broadcast, and we were both like, oh, okay, so it's like Advanced Wars Fire Emblem-type kind of grid-based strategy. That's cool. They showed, so, uh, they showed that back in, like, January 2017, yeah. when that Nindies event happened. And then I heard nothing about it until it was... Like release it was the same as anthem like it just disappeared yeah. off the face of the earth for a while yeah that was the same with me i like logged on to twitter one day and everybody was losing their shit over wargroove and i was like the fuck did like everybody and their mother get a fucking early copy or whatever that i checked the switch later that day and it was like wargroove 24.99 i'm like oh shit all right <laughs> yeah it's like you can pretty much go back to that nindy's episode and be like find the point where I'm like, hey, this is like Advanced Wars, and also looks fucking great. Yeah, and uh, spoiler, it is great. It's it's tough. Like, I got I pretty much blasted through the first act without any trouble. Right. And then I got to the, I got to the first chapter in the second act, and I did one dumbass thing almost saved myself and then got blindsided by an enemy I couldn't see. And I was like, oh, fuck you. So, like, it's like it's not an easy game. Like, there are a lot of people that I've seen, like, on Twitter who have, like, no shame turned down the difficulty. Yeah. Because it's kicking the shit out of them. Because the, the tricky thing is, like, it, like, you and I were talking about this yesterday, but in Wargroove, all of the factions have the same units. The only difference is, um, what is it? Is the commanders, and each each army has three commanders. Okay. Uh, to my knowledge, you 
I don't know if later in the campaign you play as different armies, but you have like the main like you have the Cherry Stone Kingdom or whatever, and they're like the main ones that I'm playing as right now. Okay. So each of the commanders are like super strong by themselves and also have special abilities called grooves, which are essentially like over the course of battle and them killing stuff, getting attacked, they'll charge up and like <laughs> war groove roll credits. Yeah, pretty much, right? So the way it works is it charges up and then you can use it and like they're very different. Like one character, his is like an assassination technique where it does 35% damage mm -hmm. and if you kill, if you kill a unit with it, it instantly recharges. So you can just keep using it assuming you have weak enemies to abuse it on. Uh, the queen of the like main kingdom that I'm playing as right now, she heals in like a fucking I think like a three by three grid around her or whatever. Okay. She heals everybody by fifty percent. Ooh. And then one, yeah, one other character like drops this crystal that gives everybody like a defense boost. Like so, like you gotta know, like you gotta know when to when to hold them, when to fold them type shit, and then every fucking unit is effective against some units and pathetic against others, and then each unit has uh, the potential to do critical hits, but they aren't percentage-based. Like in Fire Emblem, they're uh, placement-based, I guess I should call it. Yeah, Cause, like you have archers. weird. Yeah, because you have archers, and they will always hit, they will only use they will use critical hits if they don't move. Hmm. So if they're stationary and you just attack without moving, it'll be a critical hit. The swordsman will critical hit if they are directly adjacent to your commander. And then the spearmen have to be adjacent to another spearman to critical hit. Like, so, you know, it's like, it's a lot. <laughs> it's funny. Cause that's almost like D and D rules. Right. Cause it's like, if you're an archer, you if you're using a bow and arrow, you have to be at a range. And if you're yeah. moving, that can create a disadvantage that would make you lose the chance of critical hits. And then like if you're if you're uh I mean if you're fighting with a sword, you have to be directly adjacent. Otherwise you pretty much have to throw the thing. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense. Yeah, so it's like because the, the units can still attack just normally. It's just obviously if you can get the critical hits, you may as well because they like double your damage or whatever. Right. So, but like it's it's fucking tight game. Like it's it's really good. Um, God, there's a couple. Days. There's that's the same. I don't know. That's the same company that made Stardew Valley, isn't it? Chucklefish. Uh, you'd have you'd have to Google it, but I feel like yes. To the Google. -y. War Groove. Yep, Chucklefish, same guys who did uh, Stardew Valley and Starbound. Nice. Just another notch and amazing game library. Love it. It's kind of funny because so. that was that was a part of the Nindies. And yesterday you came over and we caught up and stuff. But you brought a game that I've been wanting to play for like months now. 
Yep. Blaster Master. Yeah. Just like in the last episode, you said you'd bring it. And and I did. You did. It's funny because I got way farther this time than we ever have before. Because like I I'd, yeah. I'd never seen the second stage. Like and you in got prior. to what the third one? Yeah. Yeah. I had to continue a few times, but I made it. Yeah, you got there. And it kind of it kind of put some things in perspective and answered some questions for me because like I beat the shit out of Blaster Master Zero. And that was also yeah. in that first Ninjis event. Yeah, which is kind of funny, eh? Yeah. What else? What else was in that Nindies event? I think like Steam World Dig Two. Yeah, that was in there. Was in there, and I was. Te- I'm. I'm still tempted to get that, but like, I don't know. I enjoyed the first Steam World Dig, but it was also like I played it for five hours. I beat it, and it has. Z- it has literally zero replay value. I don't think the I mean, second I, one will add anything for you then. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. Like, like I bought it, it was like, I think, five bucks. And the way I saw it, I was like, five bucks for five, six hours of entertainment isn't a bad, isn't a bad deal. Right. So, like, it was good, but I don't know. I don't, I don't think I'll get the second one anytime. I honestly don't remember much else from that first Nindies because that was so long ago. No, now. I don't either. Like I feel like Stardew Valley was in there because it had the multiplayer on Switch, but that could have been another one, and they're just kind of like blend together in my mind. Yeah, I really couldn't tell you. But Blaster Master, the oof, the levels are they're similar to Blaster Master Zero. Like I wasn't sure if Blaster Master Zero they lo- they were like the exact same areas except like, uh, like juiced up graphic wise, or if they actually yeah. made different areas and stuff. But they're pretty much the same. Well, because is is Blaster Master Zero just a remaster remake, or is it supposed to be a sequel? It's it's a remake, but it adds levels. It adds levels. Okay. It adds a lot to the story. And uh, honestly, I think it has more dungeons. Okay. Yeah. But like the controls, even like the weapons in Blaster Master Zero, it feels advanced. Like everything about it feels like if we actually got a good Blaster Master sequel on the Super NES. Yeah. Because like, I think, I think there's another Blaster Master, but it's on the Game Boy. So obviously it sucks shit. Yeah. But like the original I remember dying a lot in it as the as the like human character rather yeah. than in the vehicle cuz it's like you fall at all and you just die. And it's the same way in Blaster Master Zero. But the gun, I couldn't figure out the gun on the NES. Yeah, I had to look it up for you. Yeah. It is like down and B to do the special attack. Because once you get to that second world and you got those slime suckers on the floor, like you just can't hit them unless you got the homing missile. I thought like I was confused because I felt I felt like uh Oh, excuse me. I felt like Blaster Master had like I thought you could like hurt things by jumping on them with the vehicle, but I guess not. <laughs> uh technically but it hurts your vehicle there's a weapon Mm. later on in the game where you can pretty much shoot thunder out the bottom of it nope i don't know if that's what you're confusing it with but like yeah that exists 
Ugh. I just still can't. You know. I can't believe that because I'm pretty sure Blaster Master was like a later NES title that they didn't try and get saving in there. Because that's a really long game. Yeah, because you played it for like two hours. Was it two hours? I, well, it felt like two hours. Might not have yeah, been that long. Yeah, but like long. still, like that's. Like, that's quite a commitment to not even have a password system. Yeah. Like, I feel like an average playthrough of the original game is probably somewhere around, like, six hours, unless you've beat it before. Yeah, know what to, know exactly what to do. Because, like, even though I just played it yesterday, I don't think I'd be able to actually, <clears throat> like, remember which cave I had to go into in the first area in order to get the actual weapon upgrade. You know what I mean? Uh. Yeah, the hyper. Yeah, literally called the yeah, hyper. I mean, meanwhile, speedrunners are just like, "What do you mean? That's like a twenty-four minute game." Ugh. It, <sighs> I feel oh, actually, funny. I feel like Blaster Master would be a really easy game to learn to speedrun. Oh, probably. I feel like it'd be. I definitely agree. I feel like it'd be on like the upper spectrum. Yeah, it's. Like most NES games, I kind of feel like that because for the most part, your path is like 100% set and then it comes down yeah. to muscle memory almost. Yep. That's like, in my opinion, I feel like original Mario Bros would be pretty easy. Right. It'd just be practice to make sure you're hitting the jumps and sprinting when you need to sprint and all that. Like, it's it would just be that. I, I, feel, like, I feel like if you sat down with like a guide like to teach you how to speed run it and like you took like a week and just went like I feel like you'd be blasting through Mario Bros in like seven or eight minutes in no time I feel like in a single day you could probably get to the point where you're beating it in like 20 minutes and after like three oh, yeah. you could probably have it down to ten yeah probably because it's like at at this point, you know, everyone in existence can already run through all the way to the Aether World using the warps real fast. Yeah. Right? It's just the matter of figuring out where the things in the Aeth World are placed so that you don't accidentally jump into Goombas or whatever. It's like... Yeah, because that's... That's, like, the hardest part of it. Like, even if you aren't doing, like, you know, frame-perfect jumps and getting, like reaching the bus the frame rule at the end of every level and all that so maybe you get fireworks i mean you can run mario really fucking fast with just oh, yeah. a little bit of practice well i mean fuck like even me like i'm go i'm dog shit at fucking mario and i can still get through like the very first world in like 20 seconds like right it's not too fucking crazy so yeah no i definitely feel like i feel like that's the a kind of a thing with like the older games too is like everything in the games is set to a specific pattern yeah because that was just that was just how things had to be coded back then because you know computers could only handle so much whereas now you can literally set shit to be random as fuck right like i've watched i've watched like speed runs of bloodborne and shit like that and like the runners are constantly through the entire game going yeah RNG, hopefully this RNG, goes the way yeah rng yeah. rng <laughs> yeah. hopefully it goes the way we're supposed to we're gonna have to fucking improvise whereas any fucking time you watch an nes game it's like no this is the exact same every single time it's just like it's not a problem <laughs> when you're watching the nes games it's like 
Yeah, so he just dodged a bunch of hidden death blocks, and here's an impossible jump, and I know he made that look easy, and oh, we're done the game. Yeah, that's literally <laughs> it every fucking time, especially when you watch, like, Mega Man speedruns. You're like, yeah, so this jump is, like, super frame perfect, like, it's almost impossible to pull off, and oh, look, he did it first try. <laughs> every goddamn time. Every fucking time. Oh. The, uh, the bosses but, uh, in Blaster Master were pretty close to Blaster Master Zero. Like, yeah. I could tell in, like, Blaster Master Zero which bosses they were trying to emulate in the original. Like, they pretty yeah, much carried them right saw... over. It was pretty cool. Oh, excuse me. I only saw you fight the first first level boss, like the guy with the big whip arms. No, that's uh, second level. Was it? Okay, then I completely missed the first level yeah, boss. Yeah, the first level boss is like mother brain, pretty much. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, no. I know I, I know you, uh, I told you to take it back with you, but at the same time, I'm kind of really curious to see how the game ends. Because I can't yeah. remember if there's a cutscene or not, because Blaster Master Zero added so much more at the end. Well, yeah. It's like you beat it, Not and then surprised. there's a whole nother world to go through. <laughs> what? Ghouls, ghosts, and goblins. Fuck. Hope you had fun doing it once. Now do it again, bitch. Feel like a bitch playing that game. Right? God. Okay. And you know what? I'm good. Okay. I'm gonna tell you the other game I was playing because this will be really fast. Then you can. Give us all the feels, Rant. I guess. No. Okay, hit me. I mean, I'm, I'm still playing Super Smash Bros. Yay! I have maybe like 200 spirits out of like the 1300 there are. Oh, weak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't deny that. Those rookie numbers, you gotta get those numbers up. Bruh. No, it's it's pretty good. I got, I got the Piranha Plant... DLC. Oh yeah, because you got that for free because you pre-ordered or whatever, right? Yeah, uh, day yeah. one purchase or whatever it was. Yeah, but uh, honestly, don't like him very much. No, no. I mean, I love. I thought he I fun. love all of his moves. I just don't yeah. have a lot of fun playing with him. That's fair. And lately, I've become a Captain Falcon main. Which is incredibly oh fucking weird. It's like my old, have, like, Smash Bros. on Wii U and 3DS. Sheik was my main, but Sheik was OP as fuck. Yeah. But, like, they nerfed her in a way, and she just does not feel as agile as she did before. She's still yeah. one of the faster characters, but, like, Captain Falcon's got some good power, even if his punches are, like, super short distance. Mm -hmm. I remember I remember I had a big issue with Smash for a little while because like in Melee mm -hmm. I fucking I mained Marth I loved playing as Marth right and then Brawl came out and they like doubled his speed so he was like impossible to fucking control <laughs> and they literally didn't fix that until Smash Ultimate really or like he Oh my god, dude, his sprint speed was fucking stupid. I guess I never noticed, because I never played his Marth. 
Yeah, no, like, it ruined him for me. I was like, I literally can't control this guy. Like, I was flying all over the place. I couldn't do shit. Get fucked. Yeah, so I was like, oh, yeah, that's great. So, uh, I think Brawl... Fuck, who did I main in Brawl? Pit. Yeah, Pit. I played fuck tons of Pit in Brawl. Still love Pit. But, and then... When Smash 4 came out, I think I switched to... Fuck, who was it? I switched to Little Mac. Right. I really, I really, really liked playing as Little Mac. I remember and that then, shit. And then, I mean, I don't own Smash Ultimate, so I don't really have a main, but I imagine I'd probably just stick with Little Mac. I don't know. Um, He's... The me, I love him so much. The me brawler is better than Little Mac. That's not okay. It's not, but it it's true. <laughs> oh, it makes me sad. I'm gonna look up a Smash Ultimate tier list right now. I want to know. All right. Tell me, tell me where Falcon is on that thing. Uh, I feel like Falcon's probably like C tier. I don't know. Oh, let's see. Let's see. This will be fun. Top top five are Peach, Olimar, Lucina, The Inkling, and Link. What the fuck type of list is that? Apparently, I don't know. Since when is Peach supposed to be good? Apparently, she's fucking insane in Smash Ultimate. Okay, I don't have her yet, but... <laughs> yeah, uh... Let's see, where's Falcon? Falcon's B... B plus. Okay, so, I like, can if, see that. If I, if I just... If I made this list easier, like... S tier is, like, Daisy, Peach, Olimar, Lucina, Inkling, and Link. And then... There's, like, 24... There's, like, 24 fucking characters in A tier. There's, like... Ike, Cloud, fucking Simon... Marth, Fox, Snake, Palutena. Palutena should be S rank in my opinion. I've heard she's really busted in Ultimate, but whatever. That's what uh, I've heard Falcon, too. yeah, Falcon is C tier. Yeah, what do you know? You were so right. So I was actually, yeah, I was actually right. Uh, other characters in C tier are Sheik, Jigglypuff, Ice Climbers, Pit and Dark Pit, Samus, Ryu, Ness, DDD, Isabel. I thought Isabel was busted. No. I I, I've played as Isabel and it fucking sucked. Yeah. And then D tier, like, just like, do not use them are Rosalina, Kirby, Little Mac, Bowser Jr., and Duck Hunt. It's actually kind of hilarious that Rosalina's in there because she was so OP in, like, the last Smash game. Yeah. Well, that's like, that is just one guy's list. Like, if I look on a different one here... Uh, fuck. What am I looking for again? No, yeah, Rosa Rosalina's like I guess she's just not as good anymore. Womp womp. Yeah. Okay. Fuck yeah. smash. Hit me with the hit <laughs> me with the big one. Okay, so Calrick's Calrick's cried a lot a couple of weeks ago because. <laughs> Things happen, man. 
Uh, so in our last podcast that we did, and again, we, we know it's been a while, but I've, I've been very busy and jukebox is a very tired boy. So both of these statements um, are very true. Both of these statements are very true. So, so on January 29th, after 13 goddamn fucking years, kingdom hearts three finally came out. Do, 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 do. Yeah. So that was a big fucking deal. And I was super heartbroken because, as Jukebox will attest, I had been planning for a year to book time off work, sit down, and stream and play that game until I beat it with no sleep. And unfortunately, literally three days before that game came out, I got my new job. Womp womp. And I kind of had to prioritize, you know, making money and being able to feed myself. <laughs> so yeah, who needs that? <laughs> yeah. So that was semi heartbreaking. Um, not for lack of trying. Cause they asked, they were like, Hey, when can you start? And I was like, beginning of February. And they were like, yeah, no, we like, we, we'd really need you to start like Monday at the latest. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> it fucked. So whatever it, 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 it was what it was. So, um, yeah, that fucking game, man. <laughs> Tell so okay, okay, rant to just just to start. So like, I my fiance is badass as fuck. Hi. <laughs> so what happened is she woke up super early to go to EB Games, pick up Kingdom Hearts for me, bring it back home, and get it put in the playstation get it downloaded get it ready to go and all that shit she also fucking like had dinner ready to go for when i got home she bought cupcakes and a little thing so she, and she wrote happy kingdom hearts three day on it and everything and then she's like ignore me enjoy your six hours before you have to go to bed and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> glorious so yeah so that was good and then like, I booted up the game, and, like, the intro cinematic, I was like, it's real. Uh, the tears came real fast. Yeah, no, they were they, they were pretty instant. Like, fucking opening intro was, like, just a recap of, like, the, old, the other games and everything. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, nostalgia overload, I can't handle this. That uh yeah what what okay what was the that was the, just the one thing I wanted to like get out and I will now take questions. Okay, I want to know. Uh, I don't know if there's secret worlds, so don't tell me about that. But like, tell me what worlds are there? Because I I don't know okay. anything. All I remember is spinning teacups from like the first trailer we ever saw. <laughs> yeah. So technically, Kingdom Hearts Three is a very small game. Oh really? Yeah, if you want to be, like, really fucking specific about it. Huh. Um, and also something that might shock you and anybody listening, I loved Kingdom Hearts 3. Like, every second of it. I feel like... But up, Kingdom but... Hearts 2 is still better. Oh, uh, there it is. <laughs> by just... By just a little bit. Because... I don't know. Kingdom Hearts 2 just felt fuller. Like, it felt like a more complete experience... Where, unfortunately, as as fucking amazing as Kingdom Hearts 3 was, it did feel slightly 
slightly like it got pushed out the door. I'm honestly you know? surprised after 13 years and it still got rushed I, out. Got that rushed I out mean, feelings. Yeah. But I mean, look at what happened with fucking Duke Nukem, you know? <laughs> so I just, it, cause, cause here's, here's the main thing is Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2 and like Dream Drop Distance all have like 10 plus worlds. Right. Kingdom Hearts 3 has 7. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Okay, what are they? So, okay, Are they so, at least magical and amazing? They are. They're wonderful. Um, there was only one world that I kind of had, like, beef with, but we'll get to that. Um, so the worlds are... I don't count Twilight Town because literally almost nothing happens there. Like... It's like you you go there, you bullshit with some friends, you do like some tutorial stuff kind of thing, and it exists. That's pretty much it. Yeah, like it's just kind of there. It's like, hey, remember um, when you were like fucking six years old and the Kingdom Hearts two came out? You were here for yeah. a little while and then you gave up. Yeah. So but now that yeah, you're Twilight older and Towns... can play games, here it is again. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, so yeah, Twilight Town's just kind of there. And then when you start the game, you have the option of two worlds. So you have either, fuck, what was it? Toy Story, uh, which is the recommended first level because the level recommendation is lower. And then there's also the Kingdom of Corona, which is tangled. So I'm a dumbass and a glutton for punishment. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to tangled because fuck Toy Story. <laughs> And Tangled was a higher level, so that was rough. And then... So then I went from Tangled to Toy Story, and then you get access to two more worlds, and then you have the option between Monsters, Inc. and Frozen. And again, Frozen was the higher recommendation, and I dove right into that shit. <laughs> yeah, for the, like, 160 times you watched it, I'd be amazed if you didn't pick it next. Pretty much! And also because it had my favorite Keyblade in the game, so I was like, I need that shit, and I need it fucking now. So, <laughs> dove into that, got my ass kicked, because, again, I was really under-leveled for the recommendation. Like, it was like, Frozen was recommended level 26, and I think I was level 17 when I went in. Dear fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so, so did Frozen, did Monsters, Inc., uh... Monsters, Inc. was kind of cool. Like, it had, like, these rail sections where you're, like, going through, like, the giant warehouse with all the fucking doors. Oh, yeah? That's nifty. Yeah, so that... Yeah, that was pretty cool. And hold then, on, uh, was, Frozen... Hold on. Was there any, like, Monsters University stuff in there? There was not. It was all Monsters, Inc. Like, the... Aww. The Kingdom Hearts pretty much ran as a direct sequel to... The Monsters, Inc. movie. It's... Like, the story they did for the Monsters, Inc. world is, like, the sequel to the movie. Okay. And then... And they did the same thing with Big Hero 6. And then... So after Frozen and Monsters, Inc., then you go to Big Hero 6 and Pirates of the Caribbean. So... Big Hero 6 was the world that me... And our other buddy that loves Kingdom Hearts as much as I do, that was the one world that we had a little bit of beef with. Because it's really gimmicky. Like, there are two areas. 
Actually, no, not even. There's one area in the entire fucking level. Mm. It's just, yeah, it's just one giant fucking grid. Uh, it's a it's one giant square. Yeah, with, like, it's just big. Like, there's, like, train rails that you can, like, glide on and you can climb all the skyscrapers and fucking bounce between skyscrapers and stuff like that. But it's just that. Like, that's it. You're there and or you're in Hero's Garage and Hero's Garage has fuck all in it. Except a save point in the Moogle shop. So, well, yeah, at least Big it Hero, has the Moogle shop. Yeah, so Big Hero 6 was kind of a letdown, which is funny because, like, it has, in my, it gives you, in my opinion, probably the best Keyblade in the game outside of, like, Ultima Weapon. I mean, they but, had to have a reason to make you go there. Well, yeah, so, um, the reason the Keyblade is busted is in Kingdom Hearts 3, all of the Keyblades have form changes. Mm -hmm. So, as you're doing damage and attacking and stuff, you'll get, like, reaction commands, but they're, like, finishing moves. And that's where, like, the spinning teacups and the giant pirate ship come in, is every once in a while you'll see an enemy with, like, this big green circle around it. And if you go smack them in the face, you get an attraction command, which summons, like, a random Disney ride. That's actually so there's pretty cool. The yeah, so there's the pirate ship, uh, spinning teacups, uh, like, the uh, uh, it's called Blaster Blaze, and it puts you in, like, a fucking go-kart, and you literally just, like, shoot a fucking laser gun at the enemies. Uh, Magic Carousel. Oh, I feel like I'm forgetting one. There's, like, Thunder Mountain Railroad, but you literally only use that one time in the entire game, and it's really stupid. Because that's the best one. <laughs> well... That's a great opportunity lost. Yeah. You're really not selling and this game for me. I know. Like, <laughs> I loved it. Like I said, like I loved it to death. Like it plays amazing. It's super pretty. And like it's tons of fun. It's just there's just like those couple little things that just like hurt it a little bit, you know? So Pirates Pirates was probably my favorite world. Somehow I'm not which surprised. Is like, yeah, which is like big fucking surprise. Like I love the movie. So the Pirates World is based around the third movie. Um, so it starts out with the Sora, Donald, and Goofy. They're like in Davy Jones' locker, and they're like the fuck. And then the first thing you do is chase down the Black Pearl because it's like getting, it's running away on these crabs, right? Like how it does in the movie. So you have to chase down the Black Pearl by like using ice magic to create rails that you can slide on. And like you can catch it without that, but it takes a really long time and like you'll just barely catch the ship before it fucks off. Cause I almost caught it and then I dilly-dallied a little too long and I lost it and I was like, okay, fuck that. And then I caught it in like 10 seconds when I used ice magic. So I was like, okay. It's kind of funny because um, they were probably working on that part of the video game at the same time the fucking movie was being worked on. It's just probably. been that goddamn long. <laughs> probably. So the the really cool part about Pirates of the Caribbean is you actually get your own pirate ship and then you can like sail the seven seas and all that. You can like run around and like get into actual like pirate ship fights with other pirate ships and shit. Fucking dupe. Yeah, and it's it's the biggest world by far because there's 
the entire open sea that you can like fuck around on and like get into fights with. You can you can go underwater. Like Sora can fight underwater and he can like swim super fast by spinning his keyblade like a propeller. And and there are like probably 10 or 12 different islands that you can go on. Some of them have like one of them has a material you need to forge the ultimate weapon. Another one has literally fuck all on it because it's just a tiny island. Another one has like this huge cave system you can go through. Like Pirates was great. <laughs> and then uh, and then once you're done Pirates, you unlock the Keyblade Graveyard, which is the final level. So Sounds nifty. Yeah. So for anybody who doesn't know, um, the main story of Kingdom Hearts centers around one dude trying to reenact the Keyblade War, which, for anybody who doesn't know, there's actually a mobile game for Kingdom Hearts called Unchained Unchained X, or oh, Unchained fuck. Key, technically. And what's super fucked up is that fucking mobile game actually plays into the story. Of course it does. Which is kind of dumb. Yeah. So... And the nerd's chronologically confused about that bullshit. He is, and I loved the shit out of that <laughs> video. <laughs> yeah. So, essentially, the way the mobile game breaks down is, like, you start out, you make your avatar, you're, like, a newly vetted Keyblade Warrior or whatever, and there are five houses or whatever that you can choose from. And they're each of the houses is led by one of the five Keyblade Masters, who all serve... One other guy who's called the Master of Masters, who wears the black coat, and nobody knows what his face looks like, and fucking, yeah, it's a whole thing. So, that game, to my knowledge, like, the story ends with the Keyblade War. Like, the original Keyblade War. So, like, everybody, like, all, you know, however many hundreds of thousands of players, you know... Essentially, that's how it all boiled down. Is you had your hundred thousand fucking Keyblade warriors, and they all went to fucking battle or whatever, and they all fucking got wiped out. Brutal. So, their Keyblades are now all laid to rest in the Keyblade graveyard. So while you're walking around the Keyblade graveyard, like everywhere you look, there's fucking busted up, busted ass Keyblades sticking out of the fucking ground, which is super awesome. <laughs> and then, uh. Yeah, like, it's a whole thing. Like, I don't want to, like, spoil a ton of stuff. Like, yeah, please don't. There, like, there's, <laughs> yeah, like, there's some crazy shit that happens. Um, Answer me this. Is it open for another sequel? Yes. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. How could there they not? This is the cash guaranteed. cow. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> that's just it. As long as I'm alive, I'll keep that shit going. Don't worry. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it's, um, it's definitely still open. I did not expect at all for them to like wrap it up and be like here it is but at the same time I kind of wanted it to be you know like I kind of wanted it to be like a 60 hour hardcore like sit down shut up and fucking feel here's all feel the, here's all the answers <laughs> yeah right like I kind of wanted it to be like that but like once I got to the end and it was obviously open for another game I was like I'm okay with this. <laughs> and then, so what happened is, um, there's one thing I can tell you that you'll be excited about that won't spoil anything. Okay. Um, at the end, after like the secret movie and everything, the next game 
is like 99% going to involve the world ends with you somehow. Oh, nifty. Yeah, which is super Also, cool. what the fuck, but nifty. Yeah, right? So, because they, like, the, again, for anybody who doesn't know, the world ends with you characters like Neku and Beat and whatever, they had a cameo in Dream Drop Distance when you go to Traverse Town. Like, they're running around in Traverse Town playing, fuck, what's it called, the Reapers game or whatever? I don't remember. I think, I don't know, I haven't played the game, but... Yeah, so the next game is very, very, very likely going to involve the world ends with you in some way or another. It's probably like the only reason why they remade it. <laughs> yeah, probably. They're like, all right, okay, we got to get the hype up so people know what's going on. Um, it's like, remember that thing so, you don't remember? Well, it's time to start remembering yeah. it because you need to remember it. Yeah, I, I'm bummed because it's like, I want to play the world ends with you, but the DS copy is expensive. And DS emulation is not good. And apparently the <laughs> new version kind of sucks. Yeah, apparently the new version's complete ass. So, like, I don't know. If I could find a copy or, like, find somebody to lend me a copy on the DS so I could play it, I gladly would. But I feel like you could get a copy without the case for probably around 20 bucks. Maybe, but every time I've gone anywhere, I haven't seen a copy of it. So, Womp. yeah, I don't know. I'll keep my but, eye uh, open nice um to end just so like everybody knows how hard this game hit me in the fucking feelings probably every hour that i played the game i wanted to cry <laughs> uh my final play time was 30 no 29 hours and i think like 53 minutes or something so just shy of 30 hours and like i didn't fuck around because my my whole thought process was, if I had been able to sit and stream the game, I would have fucked around. And I would have, like, you can, like, do, like, uh, the, you can, like, Sora has, like, a phone or whatever. So he can do, like, the picture mode shit. Okay. And the pic- picture mode is actually important, which I thought was cool. So... Uh, there are these things called lucky emblems, and they're essentially just anything that's shaped like a Mickey, like a Mickey Mouse head. Right. And so if you play on standard mode, you need to take 50 pictures of 50... Di- you need to find 50 different lucky emblems to unlock the secret movie. You know what this uh, is? And What? When Disney had, like, direct-to-DVD movies like Lion King 1 and a half. Yeah. And the special fucking features of every single one of those, it's like, if you can see the Mickey Mouse heads hidden throughout, hit the OK button yep. on your DVD player. Yep. That's like that at Disneyland too, hey? Oh, on God. every single on every single ride in Disneyland, there is a there is a hidden Mickey somewhere. Murderize me. Yeah. So um and then if you want to forge Ultima Weapon at the end of the game, you need to find eighty of the hit of the lucky emblems and there's 90 in total so it's like get find a guy the hidden mickey get yeah. liquored bitch yeah. yeah pretty much so like if i had been able to sit and stream and not worry about it i would have fucked around and probably like done a bunch of bullshit like i would have done like a bunch of cooking with ratatouille and i would have you know probably fucked around with the gummy ship more and stuff like that and uh but my main thought process was 
I'm working fucking 12 hour days and I have about four hours per night where I can play. And I was like, the longer I draw this out, the more likely I am to catch spoilers. So I was like, I need to get the fuck through the main story as fast as possible. Right. Because I was like, if I fucking boot up Instagram one day and I see like, like, let's say like an important character death or something, or, you know, Sora's transgender, so like some dumb shit, right? Like if I just randomly saw something, I like, I would have jumped off a bridge. <laughs> I would have jumped off a fucking bridge. Like, I would have been into the water or onto a trampoline, but I would have jumped off a fucking bridge. I know the feeling. So, yeah, so my main thought process was beat the story, and then you're safe. And you don't have to worry about any more spoilers because you fucking know everything. Right. So that worked out just fine. And so every hour, pretty much, that passed by, I wanted tears. Like, I get that, like, welling in the chest that it would, like, make its way, and your, like, face would feel contracted. You're just like, no. no. <laughs> yeah, so that was, like, pretty much, like, every time anything happened. Um, it's funny, because only... you're telling me about all the feels, but you are not selling me on this game. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, I have less hype than I had before. I mean, did you really have hype at all? <laughs> no, but, like, after finding out what the worlds are, it's like, I can't even find any amount of care now yeah like some like a couple of the worlds are like tons of fun like tangled well, i don't even tangled care if they're fun. fun i just assume they're all fun it's just like i don't even care about these movies it's like yeah, I pirates think of the, the caribbean main... is nifty but like every yeah. game has something that's nifty it's like they had freaking halloween town or whatever it was yeah yeah and it's like I I get that like they want to go into Kingdom Hearts three like I get that you can't just keep rehashing the same worlds over and over and over. It's like you can only fight Genie Jafar how many times? No, that's but, exactly what Disney does though. That's why they're making the well, live know, action but, movies. That's yeah, why there's but, a Toy Story you know, four. Like, it's like I get it, and I don't. I wish that they brought back. I wish they brought back at least a couple of the levels. Because, like I said, when it came to Big Hero 6 and um, and uh, Monsters, Inc., like, the levels played out like a sequel to the movie. So, in my head, I was like, okay, well, why didn't we just, you know, why didn't you bring back a couple of, like, the OG worlds and do the same thing? Yeah. You know, why didn't you just, why didn't you, like, give us Aladdin and make it so that Aladdin and... Jasmine, they're married now, and you know, they're the Sultan and the Queen, or like however fucking it worked in the movie. I don't know. I have no clue. Whatever. Yeah. So like, I'm like, so if you can do like the sequel to the movie thing with a couple of the worlds, why didn't you do it with some of the other worlds? It's like the only but, classic world that I remember from the list you told me there is like Toy Story. Yeah, but Toy Story's never been in Kingdom Hearts before. I know, it's nifty, but, like, when you think of Kingdom Hearts yeah. 1 and 2, they were, like, filled with them. Yeah. And then Kingdom Hearts 3 was, like, the one... Well, Monsters, Inc. is, is pretty old now, too. I guess it's, like, 16 years at this point. Yeah. But it, it, it completely like ignores newer. Monsters University, which isn't as old. Yeah. It's not as far from the society's collective, you mm -hmm. know? 
So, I mean, you you play through, and, like, I also have, like, a little bit of an issue with the worlds, but it's, like, you play through, and the way that it all kind of feeds into itself, like, story-wise, it makes it work. You know? Well, at least that's good. Yeah. So, like, as far as it, like, goes, like, how the organization goes about stuff in said worlds, like, it's fine. Like, I didn't find myself, like, oh, my God, this world was just so stupid. Because, like, even Big Hero 6 with, like, the world was not structured well because, like I said, it was essentially just one big area and nothing else. But the way that the story events play out is still perfectly good. You know? Yeah. And then... So, yeah, I only actually shed tears twice. (laughs) Only. Only. That was once during the ver- like the opening cinematic, and that was just like a massive nostalgia bomb and like sudden realization that this game is real and I'm actually fucking playing it. Um, after being you know tugged around by the dick for the last fucking four years, and then right at the very end, there is a CGI cutscene fucking like same thing like just a massive nostalgia bomb and like it's like just the culmination of everything and I had like endless tears like I just had like mad tears coming out of my eyes and Hilex is over playing like Overwatch she looks over she's like are you okay and I'm like no no I'm not <laughs> I might just like, have to like over. watch this on YouTube yeah cause god knows but, uh, I probably won't play it for like another decade yeah so I mean yeah, no, that the the final cutscene I was just like <sighs> So But yeah, overall like nine point seven out of ten. Just just give it the ten, just, you bitch. No, I can't because of the like those tiny little things. Okay, fine, was Jesus. Like, You're silly. Nine point seven <laughs> is a, a fitting fucking rating then for a series that has a game with 2.8 in the fucking title yeah <laughs> <laughs> on, on a fucking on a funny separate note uh, there was a comic that I read and it was uh, this guy was like he was talking to his girlfriend he's like oh yeah what? she's like oh yeah what game should we play or what game do you want to play and he was like oh, how about this how about that how about this and she's like the fuck what are those even about and he explained and she's like that's such bullshit like why don't people just name the fucking games after what they're supposed to be about he's like yeah okay well that's fair well what do you want to play and she's like Kingdom Hearts 2.8 a fragmentary passage and he's like are you fucking kidding me right now <laughs> get bent bitch yeah so no yeah Kingdom Hearts 3 was wonderful it gets all my feels I lent it I lent it to buddy so that he can also experience the feels well I'm glad you finally got to have your feels me too now I wait seven more years for the fourth one perfect yes I feel like they might be a little more inclined to not make it take that long. Like, I f- it'll I'm pretty probably sure be on the next PlayStation. That's what I was thinking, too. Like, I, realistically, I feel like... I feel like we're not going to get Kingdom Hearts 4, but we'll we'll get, like, Kingdom Hearts 3.5 probably in the next couple of Great, years. Great, another fucking one. <laughs> this time in VR! We're porting yeah, all right? of them to VR. What if you be two point nine three eight? Wouldn't even be Final Chapter Prologue. Like, That's episode fine. I got three. My own, I got my own keyblade, guys. We're good. 
Oh dear lord. Yeah, so much excited. Also there is there there's most likely gonna be DLC. Oh nifty. So we'll see. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they added more worlds and stuff like that. Like we'll see. We'll see what happens. That would actually be a bit surprising. And like I mean, a world is pretty are... huge. <clears throat> oh, I don't know how they'll do it, but like all of the other Kingdom Hearts got like final mix. Right. And that just added in like a bunch of extra stuff. So like I'd imagine mm. Kingdom Hearts three is gonna get a final mix too. That was a so. yawn. Oh. <laughs> nice. Okay. Moving the podcast forward. We were yes. we were gonna talk about the February thirteenth Nintendo Direct, because there's quite a few nice bombs in there. But I'm thinking we have quite a bit of content here. And I'm okay with having a bit shorter of a podcast if it means we can record them more often. So yes. what I'm thinking is we'll jump into this hidden gem. We'll do that segment because we haven't done it in like probably literally a year. And then we'll just wrap this one up. And then next week we'll talk about the February 13th Nintendo Direct. Yeah. Sound Gouda? Sounds good to me. Hey. Check this out. Ooh, shiny. Hidden gems. Okay. So, hidden gem time. Yeah, hit me with it. Fantasy Zone on Sega Master System. I'm just gonna, like, preface this by saying that if you do not have any fucking clue what this game is, just hop on YouTube. Type in Fantasy Zone, watch five minutes, and just give yourself the biggest what in the fuck. Yeah. And then, like, there you go. Like, that's that's why they made the game. That was the intention. It was just to make you question your entire fucking existence, because it makes no sense. Yeah. Like, everyone knows what a shoot 'em up is, but this is a cute 'em up they tried to make everything look adorable and soft and pastel, and you still shoot the fuck out of it. Yeah, and meanwhile, I'm just like, the fuck was wrong with our type? <laughs> I'm like, our type's great. Our our type looked dope. Why 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 is it got to be a pink fucking bird? So this classic, this classic was made by Sega. So God knows they know how to make like a real fucking shooter, but it's it's just special. It's unique. It's part of what makes it a hidden gem. It, it is actually fun. And one of there's actually two new mechanics to it, things that didn't exist before this game. So you can go both mm-hmm. left and right on the screen. So so you have you have scrolling in both directions. And the system for upgrades is whenever you shoot an enemy, they actually like turn into a coin and the coin uh, like falls and bounces off the bottom of the screen. So it's not like other mm-hmm. shooters where it just kind of like floats there until you collect it. And then you can, like, enter a shop and do upgrades. Nice. So it was originally an arcade game, and then the version I have is on the Master System, so that's why I recommend that one. But, I mean, this has been re-released on, like, everything in existence. And it has, like, mostly in Japan, but it has, like, a million sequels. So let let me read you the plot of this. Like, I... I have the manual. Oh, I did not do. read it. But like this is the plot off of Wikipedia and it just kind of made me go like what the actual fuck? 
In the space year 1422, the Fantasy Zone was cast in panic at the collapse of the interplanetary monetary system. The Space Guild br brings to light the plans of the planet Menon, whose forces are stealing the other planet's currencies to find a huge fortress in the Fantasy Zone. Opa Opa is sent to stop the invading army and discover who is behind it. In the end, it turns out that the leader was none other than Opa Opa's long-lost father, a revelation that leaves Opa Opa with mixed emotions. May I remind you that Opa Opa is the fucking spaceship with wings and feet. Yeah. That's a motherfucking roller coaster ride for a tiny little arcade game. I give you Japan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear Lord. And you know, at one point, Opa Opa was actually considered Sega's mascot. Oh, God. In Japan, like, that's how big they were, that's how big they were trying to make this series. That's not okay. Like, before Mario was a mascot and uh, video game publishers were pushing, like, animals and cartoonish character type people as mascots this is what they had mm -hmm. a fucking spaceship with feet fuck yeah i don't know i i love japan i love what they do for us i love what they do for the world but sometimes <laughs> sometimes i just can't fucking cannot wrap my head around them i don't know but yeah, that's that's our hidden gem for this week. It's called Fantasy Zone. Please just go watch some of a YouTube video on it. Like it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, and this this kind of set the stage for other cute em ups and for parody shooter games like Parodius, where things get like actually ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like this is the precursor to that. We're also gonna try and bring hidden gems back, like jukebox like right before we started recording this was like hey we should do a hidden gem and i was like fuck <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna try and bring back some of the segments and then uh especially because now now that like we kind of like worked out our schedule because like as far as i know i don't work on sundays unless we absolutely have to depending on like if we're like behind on a job or whatever and jukebox has short shift so he's okay to record as long as it's like right after he gets home and he still has, you know, a little bit of gas in the tank. Yeah. Getting up at three o'clock does not, uh, I need a nap. Let's put it that way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we, we, we got it figured. So hopefully we can so, yeah. stick to it and put out content regularly. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope. And, and we're still, Next week, Sorry, go ahead. next week is level 42, and that's that's a momentous occasion. We've been hyping up to that for, like, two goddamn years. Which is funny. I mean... Because if we'd been able to, like, stick to the schedule, we'd be on, like, episode fucking 94 right now. Yeah, pretty much. Fucking wild. That's okay. And it's funny, because we're hyping up 42 so much, and it's literally just to tell, like, a one-minute story. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I'm excited for it. Oh, like, I mean, that's that's what 42 is all about, man. Yeah. So, I'm just gonna, you know, we'll just uh, we'll just read them the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That's what we'll do. We'll we'll do the radio play that way. It's only like 20 minutes. 
I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. I have the radio play on vinyl. We'll just stick that on. We won't even have to talk. Nice. Smart. <laughs> uh, okay. You want to wrap this All one right. up? Sure. So, like we said, this has been episode 41. Level. The Infinity Games. Level. Level, 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 level. Level 41 of the Infinity Games podcast. That's, I'm Kelrix King. And that was your mating call. Yes, it was. Level, 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 level. Yeah, pretty much. You discovered my secret. Yeah, uh, in other news, I'm Jukebox Hero. And like I said before, I'm Kelrix King. <laughs> Motherfucker, that was the point. Baha! Okay, thanks for listening. We okay, thanks, bye. Bye. <laughs> hey, dude, can you do me a favor? Can you just go, ooh, shiny? <laughs>